Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Inside MTV's Siesta Key. I'm Brian Reese. I'm Laura Finaldi. I'm Elizabeth DeGeneres. And I think we all share our same opinion of this week's episode. It was a little boring. Yeah. I loved it. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm here to have some hot takes, so get ready. What? <laughs> we oh, love yeah. hot takes. Yeah. Well, I mean, it starts off right at White Buffalo again. Yes. And I don't know what's like I don't know what's going on there, except they kind of recap essentially what happened the week before. Right. They continue that fight that Julia and Alex are having that got pretty heated. He calls her an idiot. He called her an idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just see back to, you know, staging Juliet and Alex as this kind of couple, maybe on the outs, maybe doing great. Yeah, it was weird because that's how they started it off. But that tr- that thread that was teased at the end of the last episode didn't really continue into this episode. They weren't really like the main focus of this episode. Yeah, that's a good point. But yeah, they had their little fight and Chloe tells Juliet exactly how she's feeling. She manages to communicate that to Juliet and Juliet's like, how did you do that? How did you say exactly what I was feeling? Chloe knows all is the answer. Yeah, Amanda says something like, Chloe always has insight and stuff like that or whatever. Well, anyone with even an ounce of insight will know exactly what she's feeling. I mean, her boyfriend called her an idiot and a dumbass and basically said she didn't do anything for him while he did everything for her. And right. let's remember that as we go through this episode, oh, because then they, Alex and Juliet are just like hanging out, like nothing's wrong. Like I would not, if if my boyfriend treated me that way, right. I would not be doing that the next day, hanging out in his bedroom as we pack to go to Miami. I'd be like, we'll be going in separate cars, honey, and maybe not at all. Right. Yeah. I need a, I need a separate room. Oh, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I, I just want to say this is out of order, but I really liked when they flashed to the scene where they're talking. Alex says, and this is more normal because I can see this happening. He's like, oh, I don't want to fight anymore. And Juliet's like, yeah, we definitely shouldn't fight in public. That's embarrassing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, I love how Julia is really focused on the public aspect of that. But, yeah. you know, it's fair. Yeah. But, you know, I don't want to feel bad for anyone necessarily in this show because they all have pretty good lives. Let's let's be honest. But I kind of feel bad a little bit for Juliet, for sure. Yeah. Because I think she's been wrong this whole time this season. And I actually feel a little bad for Alex, I guess. I mean, you know, well, because I mean, it's not his fault that Kara's doing all this stuff and he hasn't done anything bad yet. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. I mean, he's treated Juliet like terribly, but with Kara, he's doing the right thing generally. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And he saw us deal with all that drama. Yeah. I feel like the one thing that's sad to me about Julia and Alex's relationship is I feel like we've seen all these relationship problems in the show and all of them have been problems that have been bad. But when I see Julia and Alex interact, I'm like, those problems, kind of like you said, Brian, they rise to a different level. Like, that is the kind of problem. Like, there are things, you know, even cheating. Some people want to stay or are okay with staying together after that. And that's a choice. But then there's kind of some behavior, I feel like, for most of us, we'd say, that's not acceptable. And I feel Mm -hmm. like some of the stuff we've seen with Alex and Julia kind of borders on that, where it's like, and I get where her insecurity comes from, too. I mean, I think his is the problem behavior. But I also get where she's coming from, where it's like, Kara hasn't done anything wrong, but Alex is so kind of 
hard to pin down that just her presence is, is nerve wracking. Yeah. And Karen might not have done anything, any actions that are wrong, but it's clear that she wants to mess with them right. and she yeah. has said it mm. outright. So whenever she protests to Juliet or whoever about that, I mean, she's lying essentially because right. she's talked about how much fun it is to kind of mess with them. Yeah, she says that to, I think, Chloe and Canvas. She wants to be around them because it's to be around mm-hmm. Garrett because it's fun that Alex and Juliet right, exactly. are always there. Yeah. And Alex said to Juliet, you know, in that moment where they're having, they're packing for Miami, he says, I don't want to fight anymore. And it's not just like a fight. It's not like they're fighting about, you know, like where they're going to go to dinner or like he didn't make the bed. It's they're fighting about him calling her an idiot. Mm-hmm. And he's basically brushing it off and being like, I don't want to fight anymore, but you can't call her an idiot if you don't want to fight about that. Right. Because the fight is not about Kara. The fight is about how he treats her. Exactly. Right. And they never really address that. I think another interesting couple on the show is Jared and Kelsey, if you want to call them a couple, because we get some of them in White Buffalo where basically, you know, Kelsey says, I have a boyfriend and Jared's like, I respect that you have a boyfriend. Kelsey says, you better. But it's clear, you know, that he doesn't totally respect that. And I'm thinking, you better, Kelsey, you guys kissed. Yeah. Did, did you respect that you had a boyfriend in that moment? These are my That questions. was, you know, not to jump ahead too much, but there's a lot of gaslighting going on from Kelsey's yeah. perspective in this Good. episode. Yeah, I like that. I just thought when she confronted him at the Tiki bar and then when she was talking to him at, you know, White Buffalo earlier mm-hmm. on in the episode, she's pretending like it's him that's doing all the right. damage. Well, let's go ahead and jump to that because okay. I have some thoughts on that as well. It seems like, you know, with careful editing by the Siesta Key show editors, right. we don't know what actually happened. Like, yeah, she went with him to the beach and she was kind of playing around with him, flirting for sure. But then she says, you kissed me. And then I, you know, I pulled away and left. And he he agrees that that's what happened. So I'm not sure that I'm not sure. I mean, that there's anything there for Kelsey mm-hmm. to be blamed for. Mm-hmm. I agree, not to be a diplomat here, but like I agree with both sides, whereas I think that there definitely probably some of it was show editing, but I also think Laura's right that there's some gaslighting going on because, I mean, we talked one of these episodes about cheating. I feel like there's a point, like there are points where you can understand where a situation is going. I mean, even I think Laura said this last time, even going to the beach like that is kind of suggestive by yourself with a guy. I'm not saying if you're in a relationship, don't go places alone, but I'm just saying you know, you can have an idea of where that might lead to. Yeah. And, and so Canvas I, yeah. says as much at yeah, some point right. in the episode. Yeah. So I think that it, there's definitely was gaslighting from Kelsey, but also we don't know exactly what happened. Right. And, so. you know, she put herself in the situation, obviously, where something was going to happen. And if somebody, I mean, I think we all realize this, that if you don't want somebody to kiss you, generally, you can avoid that. Mm-hmm. Or just be like, get off me. Right. And yeah, I mean, but at the same time, I don't want to sound like, you know, we're saying anything like she did this so she deserves it. Not that at all. No, it's no, just, no, no, no. you know, yeah. You, I thought they did kiss, though, because they did kiss. Yeah, I they thought, kissed. Yeah. And I felt like she didn't she jump on him and they were at the beach. I agree. Having with you. a great time. And oh, then I mean, also she totally at White set herself Buffalo. up for it, for right. sure. Yeah, it, it seemed clear cut. I yeah. agree I don't with remember you. Yeah. If they kissed at White Buffalo in the last episode, but they were definitely dancing a lot. Right. Which right. is. You know, that's a kind of a gray area. But kissing isn't. Yeah. So how do you feel about that? Okay, so let's say you have a boyfriend, not around. <laughs> not I around. Mean, let's you, start with that. What about this whole recreational flirting? Even if you're not planning on cheating, you're not going to cheat. Right. But this whole recreational flirting that Kelsey seems to embrace. There has to be a line 
because I've been in that situation before. Like we talked about this in the last episode, long distance relationships. And, you know, you have friends, you're going to be hanging around people, you're going to meet new people. And it's okay, I think, to flirt a little bit, but you really have to know where the line is. Because yeah. there is definitely a point in a conversation where you know you could take it a step further mm-hmm. or you could take it a step back and you just kind of have to stop yourself before you let yourself go there. And actually, I think Ben showed that line very well at Brandon's party, mm-hmm. uh, the previous episode. <laughs> exactly. Brandon loves that, ben. exactly. Yeah, she was flirting with him and you know he was kind of you know enjoying the flirting and going with it. But then at a certain point, it became clear that Right. She wanted more than just flirting, and right. he was like, I'm going to go see Madison. It helps that Madison happened to be right there. Well, sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think intent is a big part of it, too. Like, there's there's a difference between, like, harmless flirting with someone you just meet where maybe, like, maybe you think that they're, you know, interested, but that's all. But when it was, like, with Jared, he made it so clear from the yeah. get-go that he was interested in more. And he even, like, made those kind of, like, condescending comments about her long-distance relationship when they first met. Like, oh, he's not here so it's kind of like I think it gets less harmless the mm-hmm. more that you know like the person's really seeking something out as opposed to just you know oh we're both at this bar it's fun yeah. he's not an especially subtle person Jared no he came right out and said a lot of things this that's episode her, that's her type sorry I was gonna say Jared and Garrett they're both super unsubtle mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true um, let's talk about Garrett and Kara a little bit because they were on their second date at the beach mm-hmm. at the beginning and he was talking about how none of his other dates with any of the other CS to key people were great mm-hmm. and that his date with his dates with Kara are better were better than all of them or better than Juliet at least. Yeah. And she says, Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. And she says it like she's rewarding a dog for proper behavior. <laughs> I mean, I swear to God. Did you see the look she gave him when there was that montage and they went to go pick up the ball at the same time and they made eye contact? I felt like she gave him this weird look like she didn't want to do anything, but then she walked away and she had this like devious smile on her face. Did you notice that? I did. I suspect the whole like, you know, oh my gosh, our hands touch and our faces are together while we're picking up this ball was totally set up and she's just laughing at the situation. Yeah, probably. I also like, it made me remember what it was like to have scenes where Garrett talks for a long period of time and you're like, when does it end? He said at one point he was like, yeah, you're a lot more sweeter. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm sorry, Garrett. You have a lot of great qualities. Yeah, you do. You do. Not so. your talking ability. <laughs> well, and also she's talked about how she might want to go to graduate school to, and she wants to be a kindergarten teacher. Was that yes. surprising to you? At first it was. And then I thought about it and I'm like, oh, that works for her mm-hmm. because really? she just wants to be, I mean- She's in control of the situation, and I totally see her doing that. I mean, the fact that she's really rich or her Mm -hmm. family's really rich, it seems a little odd, Mm -hmm. but good for her. Yeah. I was surprised at first. I mean, I don't know. She does seem like she'd be good with kids, because they're just probably just fun to hang out with. Yeah. I like how... um they are finally including some of their, you know, backstories, if that's true, her, what she might actually want to do outside of going on dates with Garrett and trying to get to Miami. So I, I appreciated right. that. And be rich. Right. Yeah. Like that, what, what else, what else is there to her? That's all your dreams. Yeah. <laughs> Kindergarten teaching. Uh, so we didn't really talk about Canvas and Tawny, I think is her yeah, name. Okay. Let's just say that yes. there's the scene with Chloe and Kara and Canvas at Kara's house. Yes. And they're talking about stuff that's part of you know the main plot line right and i don't want to diss canvas too much but it's like she just busts out like wait a minute i'm still relevant mm-hmm. you know i'm not only am i still part of the cast but i'm also i'm also gay or bisexual and so therefore 
I'm important too. Right. And that to me was, that's how I felt when I first heard her say it. But then when I actually saw her and Tawny together, I was like, oh, this is actually pretty interesting. Their conversation was interesting. Yeah. You didn't think so? Mm. Well, we, I mean, do you want to talk about that now? Or? Sure, let's talk about it. Okay, well, I thought that it was interesting to hear about Canvas's life and how her dad doesn't really want to talk to her and how her mom mm-hmm. moved to Australia when she was right. 16. And then about Tawny saying that, just flat out saying that she needs reassurance from other people and that she mm-hmm. wants other people that to validate great, her. Yeah. That was really interesting for her to just know that about herself and just be fine with it was Mm -hmm. very cool and they just have different ways of dealing with relationships I thought that was interesting I I agree with you I think I I like that Canvas had a role on the show and I think I actually think I felt the same way in that scene where they were sitting in the bed and I felt like Canvas was like like you said like I'm here too please let me be on the show but I think part of the problem that was that they didn't really give her a chance in the previous episodes to get more time like I don't know that that was her fault or just their fault but oh yeah um, that's definitely not her fault I don't blame her for any of it yeah that's fair but uh, but the, my only issue with the scene between her and it is Tawny, right? They don't ever really they introduce her once and then kind of don't. Was she the one who was flirting with Ben at the party? That's what I think too. It, really, it I looks like think, the same person. Oh, I think it was. Oh. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But they, it just sometimes the show treats these conversations as like I feel like as a transaction of like personal details. That's what I wrote down. That it's like you know like and i get that that cuz that's kind of what dating feels like sometimes you know when you go on like a second or third date with someone and then they reveal something sort of interesting about their personal life and you're like oh i feel like we have a con- like i know you a little bit more now but then the show does it like a little bit too early and you just feel like they're like okay pick something bad in your past pick something bad in your past now you guys are dating you know so felt a little bit like manufactured to me although i agree with laura i think that there was more self understanding in that bar scene than we get out of Many of the care, many of the people in the show. That's right. And that's om- it seemed almost more like a real date situation. Yeah, that was yeah. the first part of the episode where I was like actually interested in what I was watching because yeah. I just felt like before that it was pretty boring, but that was pretty interesting to me. And then we go to Miami. Yeah, you, know, you and I were talking about this earlier. Um, kind of like the Bahamas, there was no sense of what Miami is about at all. I mean, there's some um, some atmosphere shots outside and right. stuff like that. But they don't travel to experience the feeling of Miami or at least no. portray it on the show, man. Then, That's a good point. They basically just showed their hotel. Yeah. yeah. It was like Miami Beach, but they didn't even really get into it. Just like you said, yeah, the hotel and like drone shots of the beach. Also, I just want to say something that like shocked me that Madison said her and Ben, who I'm sure we'll get to at a later point, have been doing the casual thing for five or six years, she yeah. said. I was like, girl, I'm sure you've been dating other people in the meantime. We know, because Brandon. But five or six years? That's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know. This, this shocked me. I mean, I got to say, I, I don't really get it, but it's not my generation, so. You, you don't get what the that? casual? The, the, I mean, that you know, clearly these people just like dance around with yeah. any number of people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, in my generation... I don't think people did that. I don't know. Yeah. Did they? Mm. Did they walk to school? Did I miss out on that too. somehow? Yeah. True crime lovers are always looking for new and engaging content. The Already Gone podcast covers stories from Michigan and the Great Lakes region. Cases you haven't heard before, like the Mayo Hunters or the murder of 16-year-old Justin Mello, plus better-known cases like the death of Jane Bashara and Illinois' own Lori Dan. Already Gone started in 2016, so there is a big back catalog for you to enjoy. 
Find Already Gone on Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, or your favorite podcatcher. Didn't we Maybe. talk about this last week, or yeah. was it something else? Yeah. I don't know. I'm a serial monogamist, that, so. Oh. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Mm. I think it just, I think it ranges. I think Laura was saying, like, wasn't it that millennials are, like, more afraid sometimes of being vulnerable? Yeah. Or, yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Five years so, is a long well, time. Anyway. The hotel is fantastic. Yes. Oh, you know where it is? Hmm? No, I was going to say, when... Juliet walked into the suite and freaked out about how nice it was. I thought that's where they were going to go with it again. You know, just piggyback on the whole, oh, oh Alex, I do a everything nice for hotel. you. And, exactly. Yeah. But didn't go that way this time. I'm going to say it's worth it. For that hotel suite alone, I, I finally, all of a sudden, it clicked for me and I was yep. like, I get it. You'd be with Alex. I know. I was like, <laughs> even me. For like four <laughs> nights in that in that suite, you would, you would, is that an interesting I'm actually, proposal situation? I'm actually not saying that just to clarify. Okay. I'm just saying I understand how Juliet would. Sure, of course. Then you know, you can understand why it might, appeal. Uh, well, not appeal, but it also might kind of soothe over some of the rough edges that Alex yes. has. Yes. They were there for a whole week, right? I That's think. what they said, but it didn't seem like it. Well, I was just thinking, like, like a month. if they're there for two days, then they don't need a room that size. But that's just yeah. me. I couldn't spend a week with Alex. Though. I'm feeling bad for Juliet. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take the room and you can be someplace else. Okay, well, let's just talk kidding. about the important thing, which is Madison and Ben. Yes. Ben comes to Miami. She's excited about that. Yes. And then she <laughs> explains to him, hey, we're going to have separate rooms because I'm not your girlfriend. And all I can say is that is a really awkward way to force this issue. Yes. Okay. Yes, I agree. I mean, they shouldn't, if she's not comfortable with staying in the same room as him, then she shouldn't have to stay in the same room as him. But at the same time, like he flew all the way there from Texas to spend right. them. So she should have probably told him that before yes. he came. Clearly. I I respected her for taking a stand, but I, I get how it was not maybe the best played stand but at least she was finally like hey we're not actually boyfriend girlfriend and i do think that since they obviously dated other people throughout the years it probably hasn't been like you know five six years of like what are we it's probably like oh they hook up a little bit date yeah, somebody else, you know whatever so maybe it's They're in like, different places they see each other they have a good time right i also really love when she said we're going to stay in two separate rooms and ben goes like conjoined yes. rooms <laughs> and i was like oh ben you and your like smarry tours of greece like i i get it i yeah. get it so tours of greece. uh then yeah, we, we get love. to well of course the meat of the matter which is garrett decides to invite kara Oh, big mm. Kel surprise. Uh, we're all very... Good one. <laughs> who knew that was going to happen? Uh, but I then but that, that encouraged a rare slip of the tongue because they are very good about saying siesta key, siesta key, siesta key, even when they're referring about Toledo or Sarasota proper right. or any number of other places. And Juliet was yelling at Garrett and he's, Garrett said, I just want to get to know her better. That's why she's coming. And she said, you should get to know her better in Sarasota. That's right, Sarasota represent. Yeah. I, I felt the same. I actually felt like a visceral, like, whoa, that was weird to hear Sarasota on the show. Yeah. I was like, oh, they're from here. <laughs> like, it took me a second. So, yeah, just, I totally Just agree to reiterate you. to everyone listening, Sarasota, Siesta Key is just a small part of Sarasota, let's say. It's like a city. Oh, I also wanted to really fast talk about before Kara gets there, the scene that really bothered me that piggybacks, to use someone else's word, off of um, Ben and, and Madison because Ben goes out for the night, Madison stays in, and I oh, hated yeah. the way they talked about this. this. Carson yeah. was like, uh, oh, you know, she's not letting you stay in the same room as you. Like, you flew all the way out here. You deserve that, man. And then Brandon says, oh, yeah. like, oh, it's cool that she's letting you out right now. I'm like, this is so gross, especially Brandon. You dated her. Like, have some respect. She's going to bed early, and 
like he's doing something separate. This is called a relationship. That's what people do. Okay, I'm, I, don't, I don't. highly doubt he had to ask her permission to go out. Right. And also what Carson said, by the way, I had no idea who Carson was until, and I was like, who is this guy? Like just walking around with all these people. But he was like, I feel like you deserve it as a man. Yes. Like, uh, what? Gross. Lord. Oh my God, you're disgusting. This is like not- Listen, men are men, especially of a certain age are gross no, they, I know. when they're just talking to each other this is like in college we used to have these um like frat formals probably a lot of people had these oh, yeah. and they t- yeah and they'd invite like you would go with a guy for the weekend with the whole frat and you go on like a trip and of course if it was your boyfriend it was different but a lot of times they just ask like, a girl they liked and you'd stay with them in their room and this is exactly how this made me feel That's we're like crazy yeah oh, the implication really? was just obviously like you can go with me for a pri- I mean, yeah. if you liked the guy, it wouldn't be a price. If you didn't, that was your Just to be clear, you know, the price tax. was sex, right? So they're expecting yeah. sex out of taking you... Right. That's the goal. Yeah. I mean, you're staying in a hotel room with a guy for two days, two nights. Oh, Ugh. man. So, two nights? And you get a whole trip out of it. So. Wow. See, we didn't really have Greek life at Northeastern. Oh, I went wow. to a lot of sorority formals. Oh, yeah. How and was that? Honestly, they never took me anywhere, and I never, you know, never put me up in a hotel room or anything. Oh, yeah. That's sad. Well, I got to go to Asheville, sad. so I think I won. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. We did have one frat house that I remember, but no, we didn't have anything, like, on campus. We, did, we had them. They just weren't very big. It's a gross mentality, and it doesn't make you, you don't even fully realize it until you leave, and you're like, that wasn't normal. Yeah. Well, that's weird. It's, yeah. Anyway, yeah, so that's how that made me feel. Thanks, guys, for giving me PTSD to my <laughs> sorority days. I had a lot of friends in sororities and they were all very nice people. Yes. It's not just Greek life. It's just, you know, society. Whatever. Society sucks. Patriarchy. (laughs) We hate that. Yeah. So then (laughs) we flash into the Kelsey Jared thing. We don't have to recap much of that, except that, you know, she basically says we're friends and that's all we're ever going to be. And he says, I hope you enjoy your ghost boyfriend thing. And she says, you're a fucking dick. Mm -hmm. Oh, I got to put the I got to either bleep that out or take off the clean tag you're a beep beep i just bleep it out thank Thank you you. (laughs) yeah and he says when that's over i'll be here basically he's willing to wait and you know what he's willing to wait for hopefully nothing because if i if that happened to me i would not ever go back to that boy no so then kara gets to miami and it's fantastic Mm. and uh paulie is instigating and then great juliet you know, said hi to her, and she said, her hands are cold. What kind of ice person is touching me? And Juliet says, like, thanks for coming to Kara. Yeah, of course. At one point. But then Alex said, cold like her soul. Hilarious. They laughed really hard at that. It wasn't that funny. When Like, Kara keeps going on about, I've never been anything but nice to that girl. No! No, you have not. You have been outwardly nice to her, but secretly, you have reveled in screwing up their relationship honestly though i i don't have to be real so i don't have a lot of sympathy for julia in this only because i feel like kara has a point which is that you know alex has been with a lot of people and i don't even think he really dated kara but i mean there have been girls like madison who were actually alex's serious ex-girlfriends who are around all the time and she's not mad at madison so i feel like yep. i get it but i also think it's like an insecurity thing that at some point she needs to admit like she needs to deal with it because Kara is stirring up stuff. But at the same time, it's like, Juliet, what are you going to do? I mean, there's going to be another attractive woman that's going to be around sure. you at some other later date. I have to recap. I have to like do that whole scene, though, where oh, uh, where Juliet and Kara are yelling at each other oh, yes. on the uh, rooftop uh, deck there. You're going to play every the hotel. role? Just I'll play every role. Okay. okay, perfect. I don't want my boyfriend's ex-girlfriend here. That's what Juliet says. Mm-hmm. And Kara says, 
yeah, but he also fucked all of your friends. And then Amanda, just off in the background, you barely hear it, says, that was a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the logic does not match up. No. It doesn't match up. Like, Julia is mad about Kara being there, and I get it because of the whole Alex and Kara and, like, Alex really liking Kara thing. But at the same time, you know, he did have sex with Amanda. Pretty sure that happened while he was dating Juliet, if I remember correctly. Yeah, well, you're right. I mean, it's like Kelsey, too. Wasn't that while they were dating? Yeah, yes. they, they were dating more loosely than they are now. But yes, you're right. Yeah, and it's just... It's ridiculous. And, yeah. and then she gets mad at Kara for having the nerve to bring that up. Like the fact that Kara, she's like, how dare you mention that in front of everybody? Yeah. No, here's the thing. Kara being there was mean to Juliet. Nobody should have done that. Nobody should have allowed that to happen Yeah, because it's her birthday trip and screw everyone else. You know, Garrett wants to bring Kara. Well, you know what? Go to stay at another hotel and That's fair. hang out with Kara and don't come around. It's her birthday. Come on. But what really became clear during this whole process is that Juliet is really bad at attacking people. She's oh, not good at it at all. No, but she she thought she won that argument. Yeah. She oh, kept being ugh. like, do I need to make my point again? Do, and she wasn't making any sense. No. But you're right. I don't think it was right of Garrett to invite her. I thought Chloe played it well by not inviting her. True crime lovers are always looking for new and engaging content. The Already Gone podcast covers stories from Michigan and the Great Lakes region. Cases you haven't heard before, like the Mayo Hunters or the murder of 16-year-old Justin Mello, plus better-known cases like the death of Jane Bashara and Illinois' own Lori Dan. Already Gone started in 2016, so there is a big back catalog for you to enjoy. Find Already Gone on Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, or your favorite podcatcher. I think my favorite scene this episode was actually where Madison and Chloe were talking and Madison was getting a massage. I don't I don't like the part that Madison was getting a massage. I don't know why that always has to be a scene for her. But I thought it was really interesting because <laughs> honestly, her talking about watching Kara reminded me of like our podcast, how we talk about which moments are relatable because she was saying, Madison was saying like, oh, I really understood how she felt when Kara was or when Juliet was getting upset at Kara basically yeah. because I could get it. And it, it was interesting to like that just felt really real to me. And very genuine, and and I like that Madison kind of put herself in, in Juliet's shoes because I think it helped us, especially for me who doesn't really relate to Juliet. I was like, oh well, I respect that. So yeah, and Madison mentioned she was the fact that Kara would come to Miami for Juliet's birthday makes her wonder what Kara's motives are, which yes. is completely fair because we know that we know what her motives are. She right. wants to mess with Alex and Juliet, mm-hmm. and it's 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 also, I mean that scene also kind of shows you why we identify with Madison because she's like a normal person, Mm -hmm. you know? She's not going to judge people necessarily without any evidence and stuff like that. She's just going to, like we do on this podcast all Mm -hmm. the time. I've never done that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, But also a couple things. She also said this classic line, which they put in there, they left in there, which I'm surprised they left in there, but it really kind of points to what Madison's all about. I mean, she asked Chloe if she'd put sunscreen on. Like, she's concerned about Chloe because, she, you know, it's sunny. And did you put sunscreen on? Oh, that's really cute. Yeah. That's a moment of true friendship. Yeah. Also, they shouldn't be talking about all this dramatic stuff about Kara and Ben and all that while she's getting a massage. I mean, she just enjoy it, girl. Yeah. Yeah. That was my thought, too. Did like, you notice I, she was wearing, like, hoop earrings while she was getting a massage? No. She, I noticed it because she was laying on her side, and I thought she had, like, giant hoops on. I was like, wow. 
You're leaving those on while you're getting a massage. Mm. Yeah. We have she's, some questions for you. I mean, you. she's on TV. What do you want? True. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Good she point. She has to wear a full Good face point. makeup. Oh, and we also too. find like out. when the Kardashians wear full face makeup when they're working out on TV. That's right. Mm-hmm. I feel like I mean, they probably. Even when they're not working I... out on TV. When they're working out by themselves. <laughs> yeah, probably. I, I was <laughs> Well, also, we found out a terrible detail that we did not need or want to know about Kara and Garrett's sex life. Oh, God. <laughs> you don't remember this, do you? No. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, apparently, the only thing that they did the night before Kara and Garrett is that Garrett performed oral sex on Kara. And how do we know that? Because, because Chloe said it. Yes. I, I saw that alluded to, and then I never got the follow-up. I don't know why. Yeah. MTV, I yell I was going to use a baseball metaphor, but that's okay. Third I, base. They got to third base. Oh, nice. Good one. And but, you know, but... Yeah, so... Kara got to third base. Let's be clear. Yes. <laughs> Kara got to third... Garrett got to third base with Kara? No, no. No, Kara no, got to Kara third got base. got to third base. With Garrett. Yes. Okay, and she's afraid that... Garrett's probably still at first base, and Kara will probably keep him there, I imagine. For a long time. <laughs> That's called feminism, friends. <laughs> it's called Kara. It's well, she Kara. said that she was worried that that's what it was because he was overcompensating for something else. Yeah, that, that that was just dumb. Come yeah, on. Yeah, that's... I mean, we don't, we should know, right? Shouldn't all of them know? Yeah, and also, if that's Kara true. wanted it to go in that direction, she could have had it go in that direction. Oh, yeah. I think it's really weird how they like allude to sex on the show because it's it's pretty rare, I would say, for the yeah. most part. Like They don't yeah. really... They did another time when they were talking about Madison and Ben in the rooms, and they were like... Some, I can't think it was Juliet who was like, they're sleeping together, guys, okay? You know, but it's weird. Like, they almost talk about sex like they're in high school, like, kind of like shamed and awkward about it. I'm yeah. like, y'all are like in your mid 20s. Like, are we at the point now where we're like awkward and shamed? They'll talk about the fact that Alex has slept with a lot of girls, but anyone currently having mm-hmm. sex, like, that's taboo. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So then Madison and Ben are out at the beach and they have the their awkward Ben trying to talk about his feelings. Mm hmm. And then Ben just comes out with "Wanna Be My Girlfriend," and you know, at, at first I'm like, "Oh, well, that's nice." Then I'm like, "What is? What the fuck does that mean?" Honestly, because they still live in totally separate places. Does Ben want her to come live in Dallas or Houston, wherever he is? Yeah. Or is he going to come here? Like, what? I mean, I guess there's a commitment. So theoretically, then when they're not together, they are not messing around with other people, like Kelsey. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. So they have a they have now they're committed, but I don't think we've seen them discuss what the plan is because it, it's hard when you're in a long distance relationship to just coexist in like two different areas and not know what the end game is. Yeah, they don't have to know it right now, but it feels it seems like they haven't really talked about it at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Madison, what you're 24, and soon you'll be 26, and soon you'll be 30, and then oh my you've god, keep planning. Oh. I mean, yeah. don't even do it. Yeah. No, I think um, I'm happy for them, and we will see where it goes, sure. but, you know. Do you think he seemed, I felt like he didn't seem super excited about it. I think he really likes her, yes. but I think he doesn't know what to do, and he wanted to make her happy, mm-hmm. and he's just doing it, but he doesn't know where it's going to go. I think he has a very, you know, early 20s male perspective, mm-hmm. which is, I want to keep my options open. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm sure if they were living in the same city that he probably would have jumped on this girlfriend bandwagon yeah. before. Mm-hmm. But because they're so far apart and their lives are not necessarily heading in the same direction, I think he just wants to keep his options open. And I don't mm-hmm. know if that's good or bad, but... 
Interesting. I agree with that, though. I think, and I've seen this with a lot of my friends, too. Like, I think that there's a... Or, like an inclination when when you're in your early 20s for girls are almost always if they meet someone they like for the most part they'd be down for a relationship not necessarily marriage but like a relationship but I think guys often their first inclination is like let's just see I'm not really sure you know I like you but you know so well you know I mean I respect that opinion from you I mean you're you're a journalist you're at work right now and I just have to say that uh, I I respect your opinion, and I also respect the fact that you are wearing slippers that say nap time on them <laughs> right that, now. You, you know what, y'all? I'm 24, and I have a sense of style. Sure. And it includes putting nap time on my canvas shoes. Mm. I Sorry. prefer. So, yeah, I feel like I'm really informed on these. Yeah. Is matters. that related to the her knowledge of relationships, or is that just, what Brian, does it have to do with her? I just wanted to call her out for oh, wearing well, shoes that say cool. nap time on them cool. at work. I get a lot of cool comments about them from people I interview. I just recently (laughs) started wearing jeans to work. I'm incredibly brave. Thank you. Yeah. I wear jeans almost every day. I should get more jeans. Oh, your jeans are very dark. I guess I never noticed. That's right. You know what? That's how you wear them to work. I'm not wearing my acid wash jeans from 19... uh, Jeez, when was that? 88? (laughs) Yep. I never worn mine either. So that's awkward. I mean, just like this podcast, the episode kind of just petered out at the end, right? Don't you think? Yeah, um, man. What else is there? I like the, the the scene that they teased about them all in the bar when Kara tells Alex that she misses him. Didn't really turn out to be much. No, but she said, "I really want her, meaning Juliet, not to be threatened." But while at the same time touching Alex on the arm, and knowing that Juliet's watching. Him. Yeah. Okay, I agree with you all that saying that Kara doesn't really have the best motives or we're not sure what the motives are. But I, I think that what's clear is that I don't think she really cares about Alex. Like, I don't think she's actually trying to go for him. No, she I, don't just think wants she, to, I don't think she's interested you know. in him either. But maybe, I, maybe do a little chaos, but that's about it. Right. And I still feel, though, what I said the last time, which is like, I see him most animated when Kara's around. Like, even that scene where they're at the bar and this is when she first gets there and Polly's like, come over, my long lost friend Kara. And like, Alex sees her and it's like, you see his eyes and he's like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah right. he perks up. It's for like sure. it's, yeah, it's like he had a shot of espresso, it's and it's Kara. usually when he's already drunk too. That's true. So yeah. that maybe just kind of it really does. He like he becomes more animated. I think that he is when there's the scene um, where she like quietly calls him over in that bar <laughs> that in the great. previous episode, and he just like a puppy dog just like right over. Yep, I'm doing some great motions right now. You guys, why don't you come <laughs> here? Yep, <laughs> I like Kara. Yeah, yeah, and that's, and then and. That's very short scene when it's the Alex and Juliet are in their room, and mm-hmm. Juliet's like, "Did you check her out?" It's like, what a ridiculous thing to know. Yeah. try to like. It's like you think that you saw it, but he's never going to admit it. It's just such a small thing. Yeah, but she said that her trip was ruined. She well, didn't have fun. Yeah, she should get over that. I mean, I'm saying I'm not saying that she shouldn't feel bad about the whole thing, but she didn't have to have a terrible time. She could have salvaged it a bit. Mm-hmm. Yes. But it's not her fault that all that stuff happened. Mm-hmm. But then Jacob. Oh, Jacob. That's his name, right? Yeah, yes. you got it. Kelsey's boyfriend. boyfriend. He comes to town, mm-hmm. she picks him up, big hug. That's not going to cause any drama for sure next week. And it's going to be, I think, one of those, I don't I don't want real human emotions necessarily in my MTV CST. Mm-hmm. Really? But, yeah, no, I do. But I don't want like... Uh, Candace's mom's coming back to town. Oh, yeah. And that's like serious, real emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, real yeah. pa- parent stuff. That's tough. This is like, that's what's weird that they do with this show. Like, remember last season they had, um, well, first of all, they had 
Chloe, her mom temporarily got sick, which I totally sympathize with and was awful. And then it kind of did clear up, but they had a whole episode where like the big drama was like her mom's pending diagnosis, which was okay. And then they also had um, Madison's friend, whose name I can't remember right now. uh, Tarek. Tarek, yes. Who is gay and his parents didn't know and he came out and that was a big thing. And both of those problems are super like big, real adult problems and very valid but they feel out of place on the show, I think, because most of these problems are kind of silly. And then when you bring in things like Canvas's mom and, you know, Tarek trying to come out and, um, and you know. Where's Tarek? Yeah, but that's the big Where question. did he go? Yeah. They haven't even talked about him. Yeah, Tarek's gone. It's like he got disappeared. The show's not really <laughs> equipped to deal with those sorts of issues yeah. and to make them incredibly interesting. I think the show's at its best when it's a situation like Kelsey picking up Jacob from the airport and we're going to see what happens right, right. following that. I want to know how we should, I wish we could have the producers on and have them actually talk to us about this because I want to know how they decide what they're going to do because I mean, it seemed for a little bit last season that Carter was actually going to have some stuff going on. Carter, you mean Carson? Carson. <laughs> exactly. So he incredible. looks like Aaron Carter though, so I could see that. Yeah, so yeah. Carson was going to have some stuff going on, but oh, then yeah. now he's just like, you know, he's become a minor character, yeah, he's really even more minor than Paulie. Things just to get a little bit of screen time. I don't That's think so. Point. I think he was just saying what he says because he's know. a dude. Yeah, I mean, I think probably what happens is they see how the characters play, and they probably just felt like Carson and Tarek, for whatever reason, weren't uh, pivotal to the cast, but Canvas was. And so. you know what? I I just realized this. I feel yep. like this season they actually have they've actually defined everyone's characters enough that there's a big variety Hmm. you have alex right he's he's wealthy and he's kind of a jerk Mm -hmm. but he also barely has any human emotions right we love Mm -hmm. that then you've got garrett he's kind of awkward but yet also self-confident and a hunk Mm -hmm. and not dumb at all Mm -hmm. but you know more simple let's say Mm -hmm. and then you've got new jared and jared is really just a meathead from what i can tell but he'll say whatever, and he's not awkward about saying it. He's just. You know, I really don't like Jared. No, Jared I don't like him. No, I think Jared and Kara need to be together because they're both kind of like slimy no. in their own ways. You think he's I don't slimy? Think, I don't think Kara's slimy. Wow, you guys both disagree with which I don't one was. Think Jared is slimy necessarily. I mean, he is a little slimy because of the whole Kelsey thing. Like, yeah, he showed himself to be. Yeah, I actually just thought I thought he was interesting. I was interested in learning more about him when when we found out he was going to be on the show i yeah. thought he had an interesting story and no, right. then he kind of seemed that he was going to be setting himself up to be this love interest for madison mm-hmm. and he had these he was just saying how he felt mm-hmm. so that was interesting to watch mm-hmm. i like that he just says how he feels i I wish it like we could see a little bit more of him because it seems like at this point he's just his storyline mm-hmm. is kelsey mm-hmm. yeah so i think that the problem with Jared is that I get the impression sometimes that he's saying stuff that he thinks is spo- he's supposed to, he's doing stuff and saying stuff that he thinks he's supposed to do to advance the plot. And I don't know that he's being I don't know that I don't know that he's actually even being told to do that, but he does it in a very ham handed way that, you know, I think he was a little surprised that Kelsey wasn't going to be with him. You know, he's like, but we're on the show together. <laughs> What's going he, on? Right. He, and he also is like, you led me on. 
I thought I was going to come back and be in this show, and therefore I would be able to have a relationship with Madison or maybe Kelsey. I just love in the scene, he's like freaking out, like, this was not what was supposed to happen. (laughs) I'm on TV. Do you know who I am? (laughs) I'm Jared. He's like, which cast member are you going to rotate me to date next? I don't know. I don't really, I don't know. I'm going to feel real bad if he turns out to be a great dude and... uh, (laughs) Whatever. I don't really see the whole doing it for the camera bad. thing, but that's I, my opinion. I guess what bothers me about him is he doesn't like Kara. At least is overt in this, but I don't think he really cares about Kelsey. How can he? He it seems like just met her and they kissed one time, but he's like so intent on like breaking up her relationship. I don't even know if it's because he wants a thing with her or just because, like you said, either he thinks it's what he's supposed to do or he's just bored and it's like that's something I can do. But I guess that's what I don't like. It's like if there was if it was based in some sort of connection i would get it but it just seems kind of like a maybe he's the kind of guy that falls in love really fast Mm. no that's well i think that's a good point i think like the i mean obviously with madison there's history and Mm -hmm. he has these strong feelings for her but i think he could maybe get attached really easily quickly i will tell you from my own personal experience i do not fall in love easy (laughs) however when i am in the beginning stages of a relationship or a possible relationship I do kind of get gung-ho, totally mm-hmm. charging forward yeah. without perhaps even just thinking about where I'm, what I'm getting or into. who the person is. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. That's, that's so what I that mean. that might be true. That's what I mean. Yeah. I don't mean like he's in love with her. I mean yeah. like he loves the idea of it and he's yes. caught up in the magic of that and he doesn't even know Kelsey. Yeah. yeah. As my wife can tell you, give me an inch and I will marry you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it worked out in the end. Uh-huh. So that's go. good. It did, totally. My favorite scene in this whole thing, though, is when post-fight Juliet says Juliet and Garrett have the conversation, and she tells Garrett he's an easy target. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was so... I honestly felt like... And then, then Garrett says... And she's like, girls will take advantage of you, and Garrett says, you being one of them, and Juliet's like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> she's like, that's about right. But I felt like I felt like Juliet was honestly almost saying that because she was hurt. So, you know, when you're... I mean, we've all done this, right? That you lash out at someone else because like someone just hurt you. So you're well, like... I mean, and, and Garrett hurt her because he's the one who invited Kara. Yeah, but it is a little bit self-centered of Julia to think it's all about. I don't think Garrett ever liked her. It is a little her. self-centered to go on a trip for your birthday and expect that people, the only people who were there are people that you want to be there. Come on. Wow. Is that yeah. sarcasm? Uh-huh. It sounds so much like that, but. I mean, Garrett shouldn't have invited Kara. Right. He just shouldn't have done it. But I agree. You know, it's hard because I think part of what Juliet said was probably true. Kara might be using him. We know that she yeah. wants to hang around him yeah. to spend time around Alex and Juliet yep. and antagonize them. So she's got a point, but it's like kind of rich for her to be telling Garrett, girls use you, because mm-hmm. she did it. Right. What's I got to say, I want to know Kara. I would like to know Kara. I would like to hang out with Kara, talk to her, and get to know her more than any other character in the show because I don't know her mm-hmm. yet. Yeah. And I think I can get a feel for most of the other people on the show. Yeah. And I don't know that when this show is over, no matter how many seasons Kara is on and what she does, I don't know that I'm, I still don't know that I'm going to know her then. Yeah. So. I agree. I keep thinking that I know who she is or that I can pick up on who she is. And then she says things and I'm like, oh, there's a lot more that she's just. I don't know if she doesn't make it obvious who she is. She doesn't like go around and try to be like, here I am. She just says, like you said, she says everything very purposefully. Yep. Well, next week's going to be exciting, huh? No Miami. And I'm excited to see, like we said last week, I'm excited to get to know Jacob. 
Yes. And make a judgment about who he is. Mm-hmm. I'm reserving my excitement. Gotta wait and see. Well, I mean, it's possible that he will be very boring, but I think that, you know, that could be an interesting dynamic to watch. You know, here's the thing. I've said that like a hundred times this episode. (laughs) But. Break it down. Yeah. This whole Jacob, Kelsey, Jared Mm storyline is almost, I think at this point in the second season, it's almost too simple. You know, and maybe it'll be great. Maybe it'll be interesting. But this whole like somebody's cheating on somebody and then they come back and whatever. I like, I feel like it's just too simple, but we'll see. Mm -hmm. Maybe it'll be great. Well, I did see an interesting Instagram post from Kelsey that I think it was either their anniversary or Jacob's birthday, Mm -hmm. but she posted this thing that was basically like, I guess they've been best friends for a long time, like way before they started dating. And she was like, I'm so grateful that we can say that like, even if we're not a couple, we'll always be in each other's lives in some way. And, you know, we're really close. So I took from that that they're A, still dating and B, I guess that, you know, she seemed very proud of their relationship, so I'm I'm happy for you, Kelsey, and I think it'll all work out, but it'll be interesting to see it play out. That's right. Next week, we'll see you then. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.